and welcome to the Sober Heathen Podcast. Uh, this will be another short, but uh, glad to be here today. Uh, welcome, friend and foe. Uh, I'm Scott. I'm with Sober Heathen. Um, you know, I just kind of thinking about when I'm watching this. You know, I play the intro music. I'm sitting here doing nothing, and I wonder what people are thinking when, if they're watching the video. Um, yeah, I could do some editing. I mentioned this before. I could do some editing. I could probably learn how to do that, and. Um, and not have myself sitting here looking at my phone and doing random things or jamming to the music but uh, fuck it it's this is who i am you can call it lazy call it what you wish i don't give a shit it's uh that's who i am so anyway i uh, appreciate you listening if you have um you know some great comments uh waking up to this morning on x um you know a couple of people watched uh, the last video got some good feedback got some good feedback on some uh, posts that i've had on x um, you know, I'm really lately, my, my drive isn't to, um, it, it's still to share my story. I think that's very important for me to remain authentic and, and talk about what's going on. And I'm going to do that here in a minute as well. Um, but I feel lately I need to ask questions and get people's opinions on things and to see where their head is at in their recovery, because, you know, as I've been tweeting recently, you know, uh, I talk about AA and I've questioned a lot of things on that. Um, and again, believe it or not, it's not to disparage AA. I, I've said it before. I've said it one more time. Well, I'll probably say it a hundred more times, but I appreciate AA and it did a lot for me. It was like part of the foundation that I built to get to where I'm at, which is just a few weeks away, um, maybe less than a few weeks now, uh, from one year of uh, sobriety, recovery. Again, those are two words that I love to talk about, too, and what they mean. I haven't had a drink of alcohol in coming up on one year. Um, so I think it, I, I, I'm really enjoying hearing people's perspective because, you know, even the people that are super supportive of AA, they come at it from different angles. So I, I think it's it's honestly laughable sometimes when people come on and say AA is the only way or they make comments like, you know, uh, this is dangerous to say these things, and, and they'll make these ridiculous comments and claims, and their their way of looking at it is completely different than the other person that actually even agrees with them, and that what I'm saying can be dangerous or alarming or whatever the uh, words were used to describe some of my responses later. And they just, you know, there's there is no one way to do the twelve steps. Um, the twelve steps haven't changed. I understand that, but their interpretation and the way that people read them, uh, it's different for everybody. And I've done a couple of videos on the 12 steps. I'll probably do it again. Um, and again, I, I, I truly appreciate the 12 steps. Obviously, it's it's done something for a decent amount of people or it wouldn't exist. I mean, it does have help from the courts. Now, the job that I have, you know, uh, people are being sentenced and sent to us to drug test and to get therapy. And then they also have to attend recovery meetings, which are typically uh, the, the number one suggested one is AA meetings. And in my experience being here and in real life, and not just this work, this job that I've been doing now for a couple months, maybe a few months, um, you know, people are looking for alternatives um, because, you know, they whether it's an individual or individuals in an AA meeting that rubbed them the wrong way, or maybe it's just the steps themselves that they don't, you know, they don't vibe with. And that, that should be okay. We shouldn't think that people need to be forced um, into doing the 12 steps or forced into believing that this is the only way. So that's, I mean, that's really the purpose. I, I want 
I want to give people a little bit of um, my experience and my journey. And if that helps them, great. If it doesn't, well, you know, that's okay. Um, but I want to use the little platform that I have right now. You know, it's not like I have tens of thousands of followers or anything like that. But if somebody is following me on X or they follow this podcast and a guest or myself says something that points them in a direction that ends up being helpful for them, that's that's the ultimate goal. Whether you know what that happens or not, I know what happens because um, I, I get DMs or I get um, you know emails uh, saying that those things have happened. So you know, even though again those aren't in large quantities, um, it's been way more than I expected, and it's been enough to to justify uh, continuing to do this. So um, as far as me, um, you know, last night I was on the couch talking to my significant other. Um, you know, it's been a rough couple of weeks. Like I'm not, I'm not miserable. Um, but I'm, my, my, I'm easily annoyed. And again, it's not with people in my house. It's, you know, it's, I, and it's, you know, I don't, I don't got to be careful what to say here, but, um, you know, uh, there are people in, in the world that I interact in that, you know, I've given them short leash to short leash to really piss me off and that's my fault not theirs um so i just what's my problem has been is i've lost what i call like a spark <clears throat> excuse me or i've lost over these past couple of weeks i've lost that connection to myself and what i've come to believe is that is the dangerous thing um, it's not a connection to a higher power, something that you um, either don't really understand or only you can understand. Um, it's the connection to yourself and who you are and how authentic you are to the world. And I just had uh, somebody I consider kind of a friend, you know, as far as friends can be people that you've never met, but somebody that I DM quite a bit. Um, and he asked me, you know, about what pathway I'm currently on, you know, and, uh, I don't know how to explain that other than I'm doing my best. And I just noticed that it kind of looks like I have a red halo, red halo mean like devil. I'm all right with that. I was just, anyway, uh, my pathway is but through the, the readings and everything I've done is to be as authentic as I can without causing problems on the outside. So what that means to me is when I disagree with something, I ask myself three questions and I can, my old counselor, John P. Duty, I don't know if he listens to the podcast, probably not, but any of you that does, or that do and have been to the treatment facility in Arbor Hall, but I was, you'll know who John P. Duty is. You know, he asks three questions when you're gonna, when you think you need to say something or comment on something. It doesn't need to be said. Does it need to be said by me? And does it need to be said by me right now? And I try to use that the best of my ability when I'm commenting on social media and in the real world. Real world. I try to go through those things. Does it need to be said right now, really? And do I am I the one that even needs to say it? Is, is, is this my place? So I try to use those things, but I also try to speak how I feel and be as authentic as possible. So see, when I started uh, my Twitter account, now X, 
and I started this YouTube account, I was as open and honest about my personal story as, as possible. And I think that's what drew people in. And I think that's what people appreciate. Um, and I'll get back to how I'm doing here in a second. Uh, but I think that's what drew people in. And I'm, an, I'm able to do that so easily now. Talking about myself, I don't care who sees it. You know, people at work, when they start to ask me about my recovery or, or things that happened in the past, they're like, hey, did blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you don't need to whisper. I don't give a shit, you know. Uh, I've pissed my pants. I've shit my pants. I've shit all over walls. I've, you know, I've long time ago woke up in a, in a, a woman's shirt that was like, a belly shirt and I didn't even notice I was walking around it. The girl was with my buddy and she's like, is that my shirt? And there are a lot worse things that have happened to me, but those are just some that quickly come to mind. Um, I'm not ashamed of any of that stuff. But where the problem comes with the authenticity part is how I present myself. And I feel that it's a disservice to myself if I, and on social media and my YouTube channel, if I hold back on what I truly feel I'm not being authentic to myself. So I can be authentic about myself, but if I'm if I'm not saying how I feel, like I, I don't agree with that, just to maintain followers or people liking me, um, that starts to build up inside. And and it's like it's the same thing, you know, like uh, with parents or family. If you if you feel like you have to act a certain way around them to maintain their grace or their love or, you know, friends, family, friends, whatever, um, you're not being your authentic self. And I believe from the research that I've been doing for myself, that that is true. And the relationships that are fulfilling are the ones like with Miley um, and some of my close friends where I can be exactly who I am. And those are the people I want to be around. So why, why would I entertain other relationships? Now I, I get sometimes you have to entertain other relationships. You know, if you're one of your parents is a giant douche, but you love them. And you just don't want to deal with it. So you change who you are for an hour or two while you spend time with them. I, I understand that. But as a whole, I want to be who I am all the time and not carry the weight of a fraud. Maybe that's too strong of a word, but I want to be as authentic as possible. So that's the pathway that I'm that I'm marching on right now. It's a pathway of authenticity. Um you know, I, I can be authentic in the future if I remember in a, in a group of people that I don't really know, but I want to be around and get to know more and they're drinking and they start asking questions why I can be authentic and say, well, the last time that I had drinking involved in my life and then I can tell them some stories uh, openly and honestly and, and that'll probably be enough. And if it's not enough, then I don't need to get to know these people further than that. So Anyway, last uh, these past couple of weeks have been a real shit show mentally for me. Um, you know, I, I wake up and I'm like, oh, man, it feels good. You know, I'm, I'm actually sleeping very well. And I wake up in the morning, I feel good. And by the time that I get dressed or get out of the shower, I'm already miserable for the day. I'm dreading going to work and dealing with uh, things at work. And, you know, so my day is ruined before I even get to work. And then I'm already, you know... Uh, I've already planned my day to be shit, so all the shit is highlighted and, and bright orange and, and right there for me to focus on. And what really frustrates me is that I recognize this and I can see this, and when I react the way I do, then I get pissed off at myself reacting that way, 
and it's been a vicious fucking cycle. So last night I, um, I just, I get, I get home from work. Uh, I, I didn't want to eat dinner, but I, but I, uh, I, I ate dinner and I wasn't very talkative and I don't like that. It's not that I don't want to be, I just didn't feel like it. I wanted to go to bed. Um, after we were done eating and cleaning up and not talk to anybody, even though I truly love the people that are in this home with me um, and my friends and my children who are in this home with me, but I, I need to, you know, talk to and, and have a relationship with. I love them all. I just didn't want to talk. And so I, I called my my kids and talked to them and my son asked me to play some video games. So I got on and I didn't feel like it. You know, maybe it's a pity party, call it what you want. I'm fine with whatever you want to call it. Um, got on, I was playing with my son, and he's like, Dad, he's like, why do you sound like you're not having any fun? And I'm like, buddy, I'm sorry, I am having fun. I just, um, I'm just tired or something. I, I gave something up. And then right after that, I don't know if that comment my actions led to him to react the way he did to his twin brother. And shortly after that, his brother came down and said something. My son started screaming at his brother, and... He was super upset and he's like, I got to go or I'm going to get grounded. And he was gone. And so that, that was pretty crushing. And, you know, I didn't want the evening to end like that. And I didn't want it to begin that way either. And, uh, you know, so I went out on the couch and I was crying because all these, these things that I'm letting affect me, built up to that moment and it had a negative impact on somebody that didn't deserve it and so then that builds on myself or it's like you no know, i said to miley i said i don't know what to do i don't know what to do anymore and you know her suggestion is going back and talking with my uh, my family doctor and, and continuing exploring um you know uh medications and i've been down this road several times and in all fairness most of them was prior to this 11 months or so uh involved a lot of alcohol and and you know the depression meds and stuff that i've been taking um i was on a prescription med for uh depression and anxiety <clears throat> excuse me um during these 11 months and these same type of episodes would present themselves over and over again. And then so I'm like, why am I putting this pharmaceutical shit in my body when everything ends up the same fucking way anyway? You know, why am I, you know, my thought is, and this is ridiculous, and I, okay, no, it's not ridiculous. I'm going to be authentic here. It is not ridiculous for me not to want to, um, you know, use the substance that I used for 20 years to make myself feel a certain way and trade it for another substance that I really don't know a lot about. And I feel that my doctor doesn't always know a lot about either. Um, and my evidence to support this, and this is not a bash on doctors, my evidence to support this is I've had a doctor that prescribed me naltroxone and he told me, prescribed it to me and he, his instructions were wrong on how to do it um, and how to use it. And so I was using that medication that may or may not have helped me if used properly. Um, and, and, you know, so my, my trust in them and the system of medical doctors is, is lacking tremendously. And there are good doctors out there. I'm not saying that, you know, I, I want to, I'm going to go off 
slightly here a little bit. I can say something bad about AA and doctors. And that doesn't mean that I hate all of AA and all doctors. I can say something positive about police officers, and that doesn't mean that I like all of them. I can say something bad about police officers, and that doesn't mean I hate all of them. I think that's something very important that we all need to recognize. I can give a certain politician a compliment, and that doesn't mean I agree with everything they do. We are just, right now, it is just, everybody is just on edge, and it is just insane about everything. So anyway, enough of that. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to one of the therapists that work today, not in a session, obviously that's conflict of interest, potentially, or whatever terminology you want to use, um, but just see if they can point me to somebody to, to talk to. And that's where we're going to go. I've also been exploring um, psychedelics. I have not used it. I'm exploring as in I'm getting information. Um you know, I, I hesitated talking about it before, but I did try an edible a few weeks ago, and it was not for me. It uh, I did not, you know, and it was for, it wasn't for ooh, party time. It was legit for anxiety and depression because it is killing me, the anxiety that I cannot control. And, you know, a lot of laughing happened when I tried it, a lot of laughing. It was an enjoyable experience as far as the laughter and the experience like something new um, but my thoughts were in color and they wouldn't slow down and i didn't like it and i'll never do it again so some would say by me trying an edible that i'm no longer almost a, a year of sober and that's fine you can think that um you're wrong because edibles weren't my problem and I wasn't taking it to get away or to escape. I was doing it to try to fix something that I can't control. And other people have done it. And, you know, the people that will say that, to make a comment like that, a lot of times come from the AA side. And so I'm going to close here with two thoughts. When people explore other avenues, of dealing with depression and anxiety. And it is for that purpose. And they put aside the alcohol or they put aside heroin or they put aside whatever substance that was that was ruining their lives that made their lives unmanageable. The substance that they were powerless against. And they're exploring other things, not in secret and doing it either with professional help or out in the open, they're not trying to hide anything and it's not the same thing. So there's that. And what people need to remember is Bill W. did do LSD because of his depression and anxiety. So AA didn't fix the core problem, which that is the entire advertisement of it is it will take care of the core issues. It can absolutely get your life in order by addressing your resentments, your fears, and the problems that you've caused in your family and that type of thing. It can absolutely do that. And it can do other things for other people. But it doesn't always fix the depression and the anxiety, the chemical imbalances, the things that are wrong inside. Now, whether your substance created these problems, probably not. The only reason in my belief that I was using was to cover up traumas inflicted upon myself insecurities afflicted um, by my environment 
and that's why I used. So, number one, you have to realize that the, the creator of this, this wonderful thing, AA, went outside of AA and used LSD. You have to understand that when you're commenting on people and, and what they're trying to do, whether it be marijuana or some other uh, mushrooms or whatever it is. Okay. The second comment that I've gotten a couple of times in the past couple of weeks is maybe you need to get some more time. Uh, shouldn't you have uh, a little more recovery time before you start commenting on certain things? Um, I had a client at work who was like, well, this dude's got the same sobriety than I Why am I going to go talk to him as a peer uh, recovery coach? Um, and that's fair. And that's an honest question. And that one's different than the other two. Um, so to address the AA side of it first, Bill W. was going out and talking to people weeks into his recovery. Okay, so AA, his AA, his, what he created, his baby started very, very early in his recovery, going and talking to people at Towns Hospital and other places um, that he was traveling. So to sit and say that somebody who only has three months, four months, a month, whatever, shouldn't have a right to talk about their recovery and give their ideas on it is absolutely ridiculous and uncalled for, in my opinion. But you have the right to do so, and I will have conversation with you. But I think, you know, when I envision myself 20, 30 years sober, who the fuck do I want to talk to? Another person with 20, 30 years sober? Or do I want to talk to the the, the man or woman uh, that's right in the thick of it to remind me that, hey, you know what? When I retire, maybe I shouldn't pick up a beer. You know, to keep those things fresh. So, anyway, um, for whatever reason, this morning I woke up and I'm feeling pretty damn good. I'm doing a podcast. If you see me do a podcast, you know, in the past, when I started journaling my podcast in this first year of recovery, um, I would make myself do the podcast even when I felt like shit, but I didn't have a job to go to at that time. <clears throat> I didn't, I wasn't really living with anybody other than my great grandmother that I had to conversate with. So there was, the environment was low and that was the one thing that I could force and make myself to do in these past couple of weeks I had to wake up I had to force myself to get dressed and, and, and do something with my hair and and uh, look professional to go to work and so all these other things are like at play and it, it, it gives all kinds of excuses for me not to sit down in front of this camera and, and do a quick podcast um so I wanted to do one this morning um to give some authenticity to be to talk about where I'm at um, I do have guests um, in the queue right now. Um, hopefully, even one this Sunday, one that is locked in. Um, got a gentleman that just reached out today from another one from Ireland, which is really freaking cool. Um, and if we can work that out, that's going to be a good one because it kind of goes along with what I talked about today. Uh, that's all I'll say about that so far. But uh, yeah, it's 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 time to get ready for work. I'm going to uh, listen to some music to uh, kind of let the mind ease before I get there and uh, try to be um, a more engageable person uh, to everybody at work, not just suck few. And um, yeah, be authentic, dudes, females, women, men, children of all ages listening to the podcast. Uh, um, just be who you are um, as often as you can. 
and try not to uh, try not to make a life that's based on just pleasing everybody. Uh, you'll be a lot happier at the end, and so will they because they'll know who they're getting. So I'm not a professional, so take my advice or leave it. But that's what I'm doing for me, and that's what's working for me. So anyway, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you all uh, have a wonderful day, and uh, we'll talk again soon. I hope. Bye bye.